Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Stop the Internet Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. And I'm Trisha. This week, we're talking about crazy in-laws. I can't wait. Me too. I love this stuff. (laughs) We were saying how we feel bad that crazy in-law stories entertain us so much. So don't judge us. Yeah. I love other people's drama. Same. I was going to say, it's always crazy mother-in-laws. Yeah. And we're just perpetuating like the crazy female scenario, but they're so good. I love them. And some people just live up to it. Exactly. And that's not Exactly. Right. The stereotype exists for a reason. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad, but true. (laughs) Do you have any life updates or facts? Uh, Life update. I was just in New Hampshire for a little bit. Yeah. How was it? It was good. So I guess like kind of fun fact, I love the winter and I love the snow. I feel like that's an unpopular opinion unless you are into like skiing or snowboarding. People just hate cold weather and stuff. So I love the snow, but it hasn't snowed here where we live. I know. And it makes me really sad. So (laughs) I was like, I need to go see some snow. So my boyfriend and I went to New Hampshire for a few days and I don't know how to ski or snowboard. I do want to get into it, but... When we were up there, we did some hikes, which were very difficult in the snow. Some parts of it, like if you sunk your foot in too far, it was like up to your knee. Like there was so much snow. Oh my God. Um, And we did some snowmobiling, which was cool. That's sick. Yeah, it was really fun. So, and That's we were so like cool. in the mountains in New Hampshire, there, it's like a mountain range called the White Mountains. And driving around, it looked a lot like Colorado Springs to me, like the mountains that, and I just kept saying I was so surprised that because I feel like in geography class when you're little they tell you like the Appalachian Mountains are so old and like they're rounded out and flattened by erosion and everything and the oh, Rockies really? are like taller. I just remember that so like clearly in my head from what fourth grade geography so I was just thinking like okay these mountains will be so small compared to like Colorado but they were beautiful and Aww. huge and just satisfied my need for the winter in the mountains. So That's amazing. Yeah. Oh New Hampshire let's hear it. Yeah highly recommend. <laughs> I was just in the Catskills in New York for a ski mm-hmm. trip, and it was also so beautiful. The mountains are massive, and they go yeah. on for so long. I guess they're massive compared to, like, the Poconos, though, which is right. in Pennsylvania yeah. near or and the closest range to us. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. So I was just, like, mind blown that yeah. they were so, like, large and pretty. The Poconos are, like, hills compared to anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I always wish I could live closer to a mountain, but then also the small town vibe is just not for me mm-hmm. like driving through the town I'm like oh my god this town is so cute and I'm like but imagine living here like right. I could not function right in a small town like that I love it but my this is so annoying of me but like my biggest concern is convenience yeah and like I go to Target for a lot of yes. stuff it's all there in one spot and then in like a small town like yeah. what if you need what if you just ran out of I don't know just something very random Target will have it but like in a small town yeah you, I don't know how you get all your stuff <laughs> I think about that too it's like you go to the general store yeah and like I get that it's like a small business but everything is like three times the price that right. it would be at like CVS mm-hmm. or Target or whatever and the selection is so small yeah I admire people that live like that and they live far from cities mm-hmm. and like that's all you need it's like a simple life right but I'm like I cannot imagine living in a town like that like full time right I agree especially after living where we live like, yeah yeah. We grew up in the suburbs.
suburbs of Philly and being near the city our whole lives is like that is the life I need yeah I feel blessed now I used to hate where we lived in high school and then getting older I realized that where we grew up is like the most ideal place it really is like yeah it's so prime like we're near a city we're not directly in the city for those who don't want that and need like green space we have like a lot of like farms nearby my boyfriend is from Illinois and out there from my understanding it's very structured like there's the rural parts there's the suburbs and then there's the cities and out here some of our suburbs kind of like cross over into rural yeah you could have a neighbor that has a farm and like a lot of land but then you live in like a subdivision and it's just totally normal yeah but it's very cool like you get the best of both worlds and there's also huge parks in philly where Mm -hmm. you can go hiking and it's technically in the philly limits yeah like the wissahickon yeah yeah like you can be hiking and like fishing and if you were to like look at a gps you would be in philadelphia Mm -hmm. it's just the ideal city yeah (laughs) come to philly (laughs) yeah new hampshire and philly yeah (laughs) you heard it here well i love that for you that's so fun yeah okay let's get into crazy in-laws and some of these might be about step parents or like i don't know we'll see Where to start? There's Mm. so many. Okay, let's start with a hard hitter. I can't wait to see your reaction. Okay. (laughs) My stepmother gave me penicillin despite me being allergic. When I was younger, I was around 11. My mom went away on holiday for a couple of weeks and I had to stay with my dad and stepmother. I wasn't the nicest to my stepmother. She was very strict and she didn't allow me in certain areas of the house or to touch certain things. So being the rebellious child I was, I would just do what she said not to or I would hide things or I would play with her pet rabbits that she didn't like me touching. Just do things I knew would set her off. It would always end with huge screaming matches and my dad would have to separate us. During my stay at their house, I was trying to be my nicest, but I was feeling bored because I was only allowed in three rooms of their house. So I snuck out of the house one day and went to go play with my stepmother's chickens. I accidentally let the chickens out and they escaped. So when my stepmother found out, she was furious, but she didn't really seem very angry with me at the time. That night, we had a banana-flavored pudding thing. I don't really remember, but it tasted off. Immediately, I started feeling tired, so I went to bed. Then I got hives all over my body. I remember screaming for my dad because my vision was all blurry and I was sweating so much. My dad was screaming for my stepmom to call an ambulance and I couldn't breathe. I'm not allergic to anything but penicillin. And we found out my stepmom snuck some into my food. I never saw either my dad or stepmom again after that, and I haven't spoken to them since. But now I know. Don't let chickens out or someone will attempt to murder you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What? She tried to murder an 11-year-old. Just for being an 11-year-old. For letting a chicken out of a coop. Yeah. She's a kid. That's insane. Also, where did she even get penicillin? I think you need a prescription for that. It's an antibiotic. Yeah. That's even worse. I don't think you can just purchase penicillin. Unless this is like a different country. I don't know. She said on holiday, so maybe they're in the Uh. UK. Oh my goodness. There was an edit and they said she isn't in jail. She still lives with my dad. It was 10 years ago and I was 11. If your wife tried to murder your child or just purposely put a medicine that they were allergic to in their food, would you stay with that person? No. Like, how could the dad stay with her? No. 
That's psycho. That's insane. Literally putting my child into like anaphylactic shock and yeah. just I feel like continuing that's on. Of, yeah, I feel like that's out of a movie. Yeah. Especially sneaking it into like banana pudding. That's so yeah, like what? I don't know, like murder mystery. Like <laughs> I hate it. Scary. That is scary. Am I the asshole for not wanting my soon-to-be mother-in-law in the bridal party? So I'm planning my wedding with my partner. It's a summer wedding, and it has blown up in our faces. My soon-to-be father-in-law exploded and cursed us out because we won't allow my soon-to-be mother-in-law to be in the bridal party or sit at the bridal party table. Now he refuses to even attend the wedding, and she is playing the victim card and won't be a part of the mother of the bride functions. She stopped answering phone calls and messages, started talking poorly about the actual bridal party, and even went as far as saying that she is all my partner will ever have. I'm desperately trying not to speak out of turn, but I'm quickly losing my patience over the mom drama. No matter how many times we explain that in all the billions of weddings worldwide, you never see parents in the bridal party, because their role of honor is different. She's not hearing us and putting words in our mouths that we don't want her there, which is absolutely not true. We want her there in her respectful role as mother, not maid of honor. Should we allow her to take over our wedding party to keep the peace, or should we stand our ground and not allow toxicity on our special day? (laughs) Why are mother-in-laws sometimes so obsessed with their sons? Yeah. And they just, like, want a part in every single thing. Yes. Like, why would you want to be in your child's bridal party? That's so weird. When people are planning a wedding, crazy sides come out. Yeah. I mean, maybe hers was always out. I don't know. But, like, that is so strange to want to be um, in the bridal party. It's like yeah. she wants to be made of honor if she can't be the bride herself. It probably is about <laughs> attention. Yeah. Wait, actually, I think it's the mother of the bride. I'm sorry. I don't know why I assumed it was the mother of the groom. I kind just, of like, did, coming. too. But just because yeah. it seems like mother of the groom behavior yes. i just feel like the mother yeah. of the groom is always like there's always drama i don't know not yeah. always sometimes so mother of the bride wants to be in the bridal in party. the bridal party it's bizarre it's really it's weird very bizarre i don't think i would give in no i think it's so weird and she wants attention and she's getting it with all the drama that she's causing right and i feel like you have to put her in her place now i'm surprised that the husband of the mother is like also feeding into this yeah like he's not gonna go to the wedding yeah i feel like they need someone their own age to talk them out of this yeah Like, if you have any aunts or uncles that are close with them, maybe they can explain why that's not normal. Right. I don't know. I think your mom probably just wants attention. I feel like it'd be one thing if the bride was very close with her mom and wanted to do something really special and made her the maid of honor. Like, maybe the bride doesn't have sisters or close friends. I could see it being sweet in some way. But the fact that the mom is asking to be a maid of honor or, you know, in the bridal party. it's not sweet at all no (laughs) it's just so strange it's so strange and it's interesting because she would honestly have a more prominent role as the mother of the bride in that traditional sense you know in the ceremony you walk down the aisle typically at least like in american weddings as far as i know you get a lot of attention on yourself you're wearing your own dress you're not matching like a group yeah you would expect that someone who wants attention to yeah be pumped about that like specific role that they get to have yeah it's so bizarre do you think she's trying to just like feel young again and be like with the with the girlfriends probably like where is this coming from it's just so i know i feel like there's a deeper issue here (laughs) 
I would not give in to her, though. I no. think that's so bizarre. Yeah. And if she doesn't want to go to your wedding, that's her own fault. Right. Like, are they really going to hold their ground that much and be like, if I'm not in the bridal party, I'm not going to your wedding? Like, I know. What? Is it worth it? Like, this is such a big day in your life, your daughter's yeah. life, and you'd really miss it just because of one little whatever disagreement. I think that when it comes to weddings, parents of the couples have so much entitlement in certain situations and they just feel that it's their day mm-hmm. and i get that vibe with this mom yeah it's like oh she gets to decide what role she wants to play in the wedding because it's her daughter mm-hmm. or her son or whatever and that's annoying yeah. yeah and i feel like if it's happening with your wedding it'll probably happen with other areas of your life like your children if you have children mm-hmm. so yeah i would set that boundary now yeah nip it in the bud agreed so no not the asshole <laughs> but your mom is crazy i just watched Ted Lasso the other day oh, and I've never I learned it. it's really good I highly recommend but I learned that the saying is nip it in the bud because oh. it's related to horticulture and not wow. nip it in the butt <laughs> wait speaking of commonly used phrases <laughs> remember like months ago I mentioned I wanted to read about Greek mythology yes I got this Greek mythology book and I read the first like prologue or introduction or something and yeah. I learned so much there are so many commonly used phrases like that that stem from greek mythology really yeah i wrote them down because oh my god i love I that to share them with you wait when you and rebecca were saying a while ago like you want to start using like uncommon yeah. phrases one of them i think was like get a grip yeah i have been using that yes. so much we've been re- we've been get using it in the recordings like get a clue or get it's a grip so funny that is such a good one it is a good one Why it's did so people stop out of pocket that? i yeah. know It's such a good one. It's also funny reading really old stuff and hearing the way that they spoke. It hasn't changed that much. Or, like, even just old TV shows, not... Or, like, movies from, like, the 40s and 50s. Like, some of the ways that they say things, we still say it the same way. Yeah. And you would think that they'd be a lot more proper back then. Oh. Or, like, formal in the way that they talk. Yeah. But I feel like some of the stuff they said, I'm like, I still say that. That's so interesting. It's just unexpected. Do you have an example? No, I wish I did. (laughs) You have to write it down next time. I know, yeah. These are the things that I wrote down, common sayings from Greek mythology. Golden age. Like, you know how people say, like, this is my golden age. Yeah. Okay. According to Greek mythology, there were five ages of humanity and the golden age was the first. And that was when people lived in peace and plenty. Wow. Yeah. So there was like no war, no hatred, nothing bad. Golden age. Okay. Second, Achilles heel. Everyone knew that. Mm-hmm. So Achilles, his mom dipped him in the river Styx to make him invincible mm-hmm. when he was a baby. And the only part of his body that didn't get submerged was the heel that she held him by. I've heard this before. I have yeah. never. So I did not point. know that. That is yeah. crazy. Achilles heel. It's your weakest part yeah. of your body. Okay, Pandora's box. I don't really know how it's used. Like, Pandora's box is one that I feel like people use in, like, different ways. Like, people could use it with a negative connotation and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, a Pandora's box of, like, craziness. But it was originally filled with hope. And then she was told not to open it. And she did anyway because she was mischievous. And then all the hope disappeared. And I think it was filled with... Or wait, Isn't maybe it like the chaos. Chaos, yeah, when she closed it. Or when... I don't know. That one I need to further clarify on. I'll follow up in a future <laughs> episode. And then last one. This one's not a phrase, but this is a word. Tantalus was someone in Greek mythology who stole nectar and ambrosia from the gods. And as punishment, those things were always kept just out of reach. 
of him. Oh, wow. Hence the word tantalize. Oh, my God. Isn't this amazing? Yeah. I was reading literally the intro to this book, like sitting in my bed, and I was like, oh, my God, like there's so many. I started writing all Just these freaking notes. out. Yeah, because I wanted to update you. I love that. Yeah. And then here's a personal story. Ajax is a hero of Greek mythology, and when we were little, we begged your mom to foster a dog. Yeah, and the, named Ajax. The first dog, the only dog they had yeah. to foster that day was named Ajax. Yeah, and we he was home. a menace. He was a menace. Yes. Yeah. The next dog we fostered, we adopted. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we were foster fails. Oh or, you gosh. know what? Actually, we didn't foster him, but we, we adopted him from the rescue that we fostered. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, Ajax was a little terror, but yeah. I thought of him when yeah. I was reading this book because Aww. Ajax. And there's a lot of names for dogs, especially that I saw in this book already after reading the first like 25 pages. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. I wish I appreciated this more when I, I was know, in school because right. I feel like I would understand like these commonly used phrases and stuff and mm-hmm. like the origins of them. Right. And I feel like I would be able to use them better. So hopefully now I can. <laughs> I know part of me just wants to like this sounds crazy but I want to just like go through school all over again oh my god I know like even starting from like first grade because I'm sure that there's stuff that I would learn like new right now even though it's like a first grade level of learning and you would have such a good understanding for it at this point in your life (laughs) and you would retain information so much easier I feel like as Mm -hmm. an adult than you would as like an eighth grader yeah I think about that all the time (laughs) like damn if I did school again I would slay yeah just kill it yeah Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Yeah, I feel like one of the reasons we learn certain things in school, though, is because it trains your brain to think in a different way. Like, I always yeah, see posts you, of, like, like, form connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I always see TikToks of, like, high schoolers, and they're like, oh, can't wait to go to this class and learn stuff that I'm never going to use in real life. And, like, mm-hmm. that's true to an extent, but it is, like, training your brain and, like, exercising right. different parts of your brain. Definitely. So I feel like it is important. Mm-hmm. I wish I appreciated that more, though, when I was yeah. younger. yeah. Yeah, because it's so interesting. Yeah. If only we knew then what we know now. I know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I feel like when it comes mm-hmm. to school. Definitely. Yeah. So I'll keep you guys posted on my Greek mythology journey. I love that. It's so interesting. Yeah, it really is. I literally read the introduction. It was 25 pages. And I was like, I am so smart now. Yes. That should be your fact at the start of every episode. You can share a new yes. Greek mythology fact. Yes. Or like, you know word origin yes or maybe i'll do a bonus episode once i'm like an expert on greek mythology and i'll just explain it to everyone in my own words i would listen oh my god (laughs) i have to read this the book that i bought is 500 pages oh my gosh so i'm 25 in cool yes i have a long way to go (laughs) but it's been great so far good that was a fun tangent (laughs) i'm glad that randomly came up when you brought up the nip it in the bud thing because i wrote that note down because i wanted to share it with you And I totally would have forgotten. (laughs) Okay. On the wedding vibe. Am I the asshole for refusing to wear a hand-me-down wedding dress? I, 23 female, recently got engaged to Jim, 25 male. What is with all these young people getting married? I know. Like 23? Yeah. You don't even know what life is when you're 23. That is, Or at least I didn't. I'll speak to myself. I feel like, not to go on another tangent, but I feel like that's normal in specific parts of the country. Agreed. But for, like, 
us. I feel like I have never seen people getting married that young. And then all of a sudden, with the rise of TikTok, I feel like I'm seeing it so much more. So I'm like, is it becoming more common or was it always there? But I'm just seeing it more now. I think we're just seeing it more. I think it's becoming less common. Yeah. I think it's becoming way more common to either not get married at all. Mm-hmm. Or just spend so much more of your time single and, like and building then, your career. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And then settling down like mid thirties, mm-hmm. and also having kids later. Yeah. And I feel like that has to do also with just modern medicine. Like it used to be dangerous to have kids later later Mm -hmm. but now that's extremely common and it's so much safer with modern medicine so i feel like those play a role in it that's true yeah i actually fear the day that i have children because (laughs) i am so scared that my kids are gonna grow up and i i'm not trying to hate on people that get married early right but i think that it's so much safer in most situations to wait and i know that even some people that get married early still suggest waiting yeah because i feel like Mm -hmm. The people that get married super young, especially like pre-20 or like 21 and younger, like what are the odds that you're going to stay together? Like you grow so much Mm -hmm. in your 20s and like you change your mind so many times. Like the person that I had a crush on or liked when I was like in college, in my early 20s, like when I was 25, I'm like that person that you think is meant for you, like that person might have just been good for that time. Mm -hmm. But I think about if I would have wound up with the person that I was dating at 23. I I think I had a boyfriend when I was 23. I'm like, I would be miserable. Yeah. If I had to marry that person. Right. But at the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Like, you change so much. I just don't get how people. I know. Like, do that. Like, your priorities change so much. Yeah. Taste changes a lot. Your values. Your goals. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And And like, it's important that your like partner is in line with all of that, I think. And I think that people do get lucky. Like some people do find that person when they're younger and they either grow together or they didn't change their mind, I guess, as much as maybe I do. Mm -hmm. But that just like blows my mind. Like, and I really don't want to ever tell people how to live. But if it was my daughter or like my best friend and they were like, should I get married when I'm 23? I'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah. Also, because if you're going to get married, that means you're going to be together forever or that's the goal. So like, why rush it? Right. Why not just get married when you're older? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure someone has a rebuttal to everything that I'm saying right now. Mm -hmm. So I would be curious to hear from people that got married young. If any of our listeners got married young, do you think that was the right decision for you and why or why not? I'm so curious. I know. I think it also depends on personality, too. Yeah. Some people do know what they want and, you know, have their priorities and values figured out at a younger age. They're just like old souls or just intelligent or it depends on your personality, I feel like. And some people have a lot of growing to do still by the time that they're 23. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it to seem like I'm hating on people that got married young. Right. Because obviously it works out for many people. But for myself, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just cannot understand that because it's so different from my own life, I guess, and like Mm -hmm. my path. But that would be so fun. Like imagine finding your husband when you're like 22. Yeah. And then you get to live your whole life with them. I know. I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like so nice living your 20s being single because Mm -hmm. then you have all these other opportunities and experiences that are maybe just as fun as being in a relationship. I don't know. It's like every path can be great, but like they're so different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sorry. Tangent. (laughs) (laughs) I just have so many thoughts and sometimes I just need to say them. Yeah. That's what this podcast is for. Yeah. And that's why I have a podcast. (laughs) I remember when I was in high school. I was like, I want to get married when I'm 23 mm-hmm. and then like travel and then have kids when I'm like 27. And I'm like, 23, yep. you would have to meet the person. At least for me, I want to date the person that I'm going to marry for years before I marry them. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, I would have to meet the person when I'm a teenager. Literally high school. Yeah. yeah. And then also when I'm 23, I don't have money for a wedding. Right. Like I want to have a fun wedding. Open bar. I couldn't afford that when I was 23. No. And then I'm like, kids at 27. Hell freaking no. Mm-mm. I have so many things to do before I have kids. Yeah. It's just like funny to think about like the expectations that you had for your life when you're in high school. Mm -hmm. And I look back and I'm just like, that is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And then I think about like, I don't know, like raising kids in the future. And I'm like, I hope I remember that. Like, I hope I remember what my mindset was when I was in high school. So then if my kids have the same mindset or a different mindset, I can be like from experience, like this is why that's not going to work. I remember specifically in like grade school. I mean, we went to grade school. That's not a like people go to elementary school. Yeah. You know what I mean? I <laughs> realize that's a difference because we went to I didn't Catholic know that school. Either. Mm-hmm. And we called it grade school, mm-hmm. kindergarten through eighth grade. Yeah. And then, yeah, other people were like, what's grade school? What's grade school? Yeah. yeah. But in grade school at some point, I remember there was a project I had to do where I had to like make a timeline of my life. I think I've done this like multiple times, honestly. There's like a timeline of your life and it was like a little path and you would draw a sidewalk and draw like write stuff in the squares. And I wish I knew where it was to see like how different things were. But yes. I definitely had like a full plan for myself. Yeah. I think it stopped probably when I was like 30 because I'm like, well, at that point, well, I'll be so old. It doesn't even yes. matter. You know, it sounded so old to be 30. But I had all these plans for before 30. And I'm so curious, like if I'm I doubt I'm still on the same track, but it'd be so funny to look at that and be like, yeah, none of that happened. Your concept of age is so different mm-hmm. when you're that's why I thought I wanted to get married when I was 23, because I thought 23 was so old. Yes. And like you were so so mature and well-versed when you're 23. Yep. And I'm like, me at 23? (laughs) Scary, scary. (laughs) No, (laughs) she cannot be a wife. No. (laughs) Or a mother. Yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking 30 was like so old. Mm -hmm. And then even with age now, I'm like, I'm 26. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so old. Like, I don't have time. But then I'm like, I feel that way every year. Yep. So then next year, I'm going to feel that way. And I'm going to be like, I was so young last year. Right. So I'm trying to shift how I think about age in my mind for my own mental health. Yeah, me honestly, me too. And it's kind of tough. Yeah, it's so tough. It's weird that in life, you're really like, constantly changing up until a certain point and Mm -hmm. I feel like for a lot of people it's up until you get married and have kids Mm -hmm. because then your life kind of in a way revolves around your kids Mm -hmm. and like they're constantly changing so it's almost like you settle into this like routine once you have kids and you don't change as much as a person or at least that's how it seems Mm -hmm. to someone who doesn't have kids and then oh my god where was I going with that where was I going with that (laughs) 
I have no idea. Sometimes when I leave here, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, the, I wanted to say that in, like, that yes, moment. I have that all the time. There's so many things where I'm like, I should have said that. Or, like, even listening back, I'm yeah. like, and I should have interjected there and said that. I think that every single episode. <laughs> like, just chill. Like, yeah. <sighs> I, I think that every episode, because there's always something where I'm like, and also this. Yes. Like, or here's the finishing, like, sentence to that thought. Right. And then I edited a reel the other day and put it on YouTube as like YouTube shorts or whatever. And it was the story about someone having bad hygiene. And I was reading a story. So it was someone else's words. And they were saying like, oh, my friend has bad hygiene. He's disgusting. Am I the asshole for like telling him the truth or whatever? And then someone commented on it and was like, have you two perfect princesses like ever considered that maybe he has mental health struggles and like blah, blah, blah. Like you're just gossiping. And I literally was I commented back and I was like, Actually, yeah, we did. In the full episode, we commented on how it is not easy for everyone. And I was like, I'm literally reading someone else's words in yes. this story. Like, These are not my I'm thoughts. Like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, just because every single thought I've ever had isn't included in this 90 second clip doesn't mean I didn't think Consider it. it. And exactly. it doesn't mean I'm a stupid like girl who's just sitting around gossiping. Right. I'm like we gotta like give people some credit. Like right. why are people so quick to be like and you didn't say this, 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 and this. And Perfect I'm like princesses. okay. It's because I don't have time to say every single thought I've ever had in my entire life. Right. Doesn't mean I'm stupid. Like doesn't mean I don't care about people. Okay, let's, like, take a step back right. a little bit before we, like, attack people. Exactly. Thank God 99% of the comments are supportive. Very but, like, positive. I almost think it's funny yeah. when people are just like, did you ever consider this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I actually said that. Like, I said I that exact thing. too many thoughts in my head. Yeah. My brain is so big. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually thought of every possible scenario yes. ever. <laughs> like, no, I'm so sorry. And, like, also, even if I didn't think of that, why do you have to call me stupid? Right. Like, you could just be like, oh, also, this is possible. And I would have been like, you're right. I even did. I commented back and I was like, you're right. That is true. But, like, yes. you don't have to insult me just because I didn't think of that. Literally. Like, okay. <laughs> I think it's, that's the beauty of, I don't even know, but, like, that's Conversation. Just, yes. And, like, like, learning. I love hearing different perspectives when I had not even considered it at yes. all. I love that. When I'm, like, that... Like, I'm just, like, mind blown yes. at that perspective because it did not cross my mind at all. Yes. I love that. Me too. And I feel like that's why, like, I feel like we always say on the podcast, like, oh, if you agree or disagree, like, tell us why. Right. And I get so many comments that I'm like, oh, my God, that's so true. And I didn't even think about it. Right. But it's like, that doesn't mean you're stupid. Right. Just because somebody didn't think of the same perspective. Like, that's why we all have opinions. And, yes. like, that's why, like, our backgrounds in life and, like, our experiences shape how we feel about certain things. And like, just because someone hasn't made that consideration yet doesn't mean they're dumb. Like, maybe you should teach them with kindness. Yes. Like, slow down. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Before you type out your. Yeah. And the comment was so dramatic, too. (laughs) I was just like, okay, like. We can all relax. Yeah. Like, I'll talk to you and I'll hear you out. But like, like this okay. is a Reddit story on a podcast. I know like, that you saw literally 90 seconds. Yes. Of. I'm like, OK, let's not like 
jump to conclusions. And I feel like that's even if you're not insulting someone or quick to like jump down somebody's throat, I just feel like that's a good sentiment for like every part of life. Like you don't know the full story. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's even true with like driving. Like if somebody cuts you off while they're driving. I think about that all the time. I just notice like older people, especially like my parents will sometimes be like, oh, nice, like good one. And I'm just like, (laughs) why do you even like care about that? Mm -hmm. Or like they'll be like, oh, look, now he's going to go cut somebody else off. And I'm like, I could not fucking care less about that Mm -hmm. guy. Like, just let him go. I'm not going to like spend my time being like, and then he's going to cut him off and him. And right. I'm just like, maybe he has to pee. Yeah. Or like, whatever. And like, my mom and I laughed about something recently where we were in the middle lane and someone went from the right lane to the middle lane and then quickly made a left turn. Like, they were obviously in the wrong lane. Uh-huh. And my mom's like, oh, cool. Like, way to cut me off or like something like that. And I literally laughed out loud. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you never made a mistake while right. driving <laughs> and had to change lanes super quick. And she's like, <laughs> yeah you're right like she was like yeah of course I haven't yeah, or like something like that right. I'm like we don't have to like just be so quick to like get annoyed or like get mad mm-hmm. when we don't know the full story right I know like sometimes I'll be driving home from night shift and I'm like exhausted but I'm driving home in rush hour traffic that everyone's going to work right and maybe I'll just I don't know go slower than people want me to or I don't know what but I'm like if they knew that I had just, I'm finished with my work for the day. I had just, I'm yeah. done. I had just done my shift and now I'm going home and I'm exhausted. Like they might feel a bit more forgiving of yeah. how I'm driving. And like you're driving slow because you're tired and you yeah. want to be alert. And yeah. it's like if they knew that you just spent 12 hours doing life-saving procedures on people in the hospital yeah. that wouldn't survive through the night if you weren't there taking care of them, maybe right. people would be like, Oh, let's cut her some slack. Right. She's allowed exactly. to drive the speed limit while everyone yes, else is yeah. driving like a maniac. Yeah, that's what I always think about. Like people would cut you so much slack if they just like understood yeah. like, who was in the car. And so just seeing the car, there's like a person in there. Yes. You know what I mean? That's such a good point. And like obviously there are people that are selfish, but like yeah. we <laughs> Our conversations always come back to this, but like just being slightly delusional in the sense that like (laughs) just assume the best of people because Mm -hmm. even if it's not true, it's only going to help you. Right. Like the person that cut you off or the person that's like driving too fast or too slow, like whatever. And it really doesn't affect you other than that they just like passed you or whatever. Just assume that they're going to pick up their child from school and their kid is mm-hmm. sick or like assume that they have to pee really bad yeah. or whatever because or maybe they're lost they're nervous yeah. they're in like a new city yeah they exactly. don't know anyone <laughs> exactly that's nerve-wracking like, even if that is not true you have just convinced yourself that like you know what there's a reason for it and like let's just let everyone live yeah and like that is now your mindset so like how is that negatively affecting you right but if exactly. you sit there and you're like oh, like, that person's a dickhead. Like, they're so rude. Like, I hate people that drive. Now you're in a negative mood. Yes. And, like, who is that affecting? You. And you've, (laughs) like, labeled something essentially bad. Such a good point. And, like, with your, like, the farmer story from the last episode that we were talking about, it's, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like with driving, people become way more aggressive than they've ever been, like, outside of their, like, driving life. Like, it's like you take on a new personality and you you view everything as so black and white. Like, it's either good or bad. But, like, you just don't know the full picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like it's not, I'm doing it now, but it's not good to label stuff as bad. Yeah. Because you just, you don't know. Yeah. What we were saying last episode. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, obviously... 
there are certain things that are just bad because if someone's driving recklessly, like obviously it's dangerous and sometimes there are negative consequences. So I'm talking in the situations where you're in a lane and like somebody changes lanes and they're now driving in front of you. And that's the only thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Like maybe (laughs) the worst part of this situation is maybe you had to hit the brakes when you were just like cruising before. Yeah. Like, is that really that bad? Right. Like, to change your mindset and your mood? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I just don't care. Obviously, there's situations where I'm like, oh, that was annoying. But, like, we don't need to, like, dwell on it. Like, oh, someone's driving fast in the other lane. Like, okay, I'm not going to spend my time worrying about it. Right. Obviously, that can be dangerous, but I don't know. Someone flipped me off recently. Oh, that would piss me off. Yeah, I kind of took it personally. I would take that personally. (laughs) Why did they do that? I don't even know. We were like going around a curve and I was going as slow as I could. They were going so slow. It was like a downhill, very tight curve. In Pennsylvania, the roads are very weird and curvy and strange. And you're going around a curve and maybe I got too close. I don't really know what it was. Yeah. I was just, it was a single lane road. Like I'm like, and they just flipped me off. They rolled down their window and stuck their hand out. (laughs) I was like, wow, the effort. Oh my <laughs> to god. To make sure that I knew they were unhappy with me. <laughs> that is so annoying. Yeah. I would also get sad if that happened to me. Yeah. It was I kind have... of funny. I'm like, of course. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever flipped someone off while driving. Yeah. Like, I I might have because I drive to the city a lot and yeah. people annoy me sometimes, but I don't I do it often. I cannot picture you doing that. <laughs> yeah. People turn into a different person when they drive. Really? I guess. They really do. Yeah. The flipping off is just like unnecessary. I don't know. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm so sorry I made a mistake. A mistake that literally the only consequence of it is like maybe somebody had to hit their brakes. Literally. Because that's what. That happens to me all the time. Like, I have to slam on my brakes when, like, someone gets in my lane. Or, like, a truck, for example. If a truck is on an Mm on-ramp and, like, merges into traffic on a highway in the way that every other car does, Mm -hmm. I've noticed my mom will be like, ugh, a truck. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like... They can drive, too. Yeah. Like, they're allowed to drive on the road. I would hate to be a truck driver. Oh, my God. Me, too. I feel like just everyone hates yeah. big semis. You know how a lot of drivers will drive recklessly around trucks and, like, cut them off or whatever? Mm-hmm. That is so scary. Like, can they even see you? Right. Like, and it's I so just, heavy. Yeah. You have to brake so early for stuff. Yeah. That is so scary. I just assume that a truck driver cannot see my car, like, mm-hmm. whatsoever. That's how I operate <laughs> around cars. Or, I mean, around trucks. Because it's so scary driving by trucks. Yeah. So that's why when they merge in front of me, I'm like, yep, right ahead. Yep. Right ahead. <laughs> I have nothing negative to say. <laughs> this lane is yours. This yes, lane is mine. <laughs> exactly. Okay, wow. I feel like this episode's going to be full of tangents. So if you don't like tangents, so sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> okay, back to this story about a wedding dress that I started reading an hour ago. Am I the asshole for refusing to wear a hand-me-down wedding dress? I, 23 female, recently got engaged to Jim, male 25. We don't like super extravagant weddings, so we plan to keep things simple and frugal. We receive money from our families, but we're using it for a nice honeymoon and using our bank accounts for the wedding day. Although the title may make it seem otherwise, my stepmother, Kim, and I have a good relationship. She gave me a hefty amount of money and asked that I use it for a dress. She said she was very poor at the time of her first wedding and didn't get to wear a beautiful dress on her big day, and it would mean the world for me to get one to wear. I obliged. I wasn't planning on spending my own money on an expensive dress, but with the amount of money she gave me the opportunity to 
wear my dream dress. She even took me dress shopping along with my grandmother and helped me pick the most perfect dress. It was a classic fit and flair, and with all the money, I was able to get some custom embroidery done. Not only was it a beautiful dress, but it flattered my body perfectly. A few days after I picked out the dress, however, Kim approached me and asked if I would like to wear her mother's old wedding dress from the 1970s and said she'd give me twice the money she had initially offered to do whatever I pleased with if I agreed. I turned her down. I know it's a lot of money, but the wedding will be a day that I remember for the rest of my life, and I really wanted to wear a dress that suits me. The dress in question was puffy with no shape. It would be like getting married in a down jacket. When I said no, Kim explained that she sent me a photo of me in the dress to my stepsister, B, 25 female, and B had a freak out and said that she wouldn't come to my wedding if I I wore that dress. Some background on B. Our relationship was strained from the beginning. I had better grades than her, dated better looking guys, went to a more prestigious college, got a higher paying job, and now I'm getting married to a guy we both liked in high school while she is still single. Plus, B is overweight and very insecure about how she looks and has always taken out her insecurities on me. Kim said watching me get married to Jim would be hard enough and I didn't need to wear a dress like that and make it worse. I still refuse to wear the old dress. I told her I'm not going to compromise my wedding to coddle B's insecurities. She then asked for her money back and I said no. She gave me the money and the dress was already paid for. I left it at that but then I got a call from my dad telling me I was rude to Kim and B and that I should be able to compromise a small thing about an otherwise perfect wedding for B's sake or at least pay Kim back the money for the dress. I did give her back the leftover money which was a couple hundred dollars but I refused to give back the money I spent on my dress or wear a different dress. Am I an asshole for that? Oh my gosh. This is a lot. Okay. Kim is crazy. Yes. Wait, so Kim is the stepmom? Yeah. Okay. B is also crazy. And B is a stepsister. Yes. Kim's daughter, I'm assuming. Yeah. Then. Okay. And they're the same age. Oh, well, B is two years older than Opie, but they're around the same age. I think I said it before, I'll say it again. When it comes to weddings, why does everyone feel so entitled? I know. Like, why does B think that she can just tell her stepsister what style of wedding dress to wear to her wedding? And where does she get off being like, if you wear that wedding dress, I'm not coming to your wedding? I know. The the threatening to not come to weddings. Yes. That, like, people throw that around all the time, it seems like, in yeah. these stories. Yeah, it's a common theme. Why? I don't know. I'm just always shocked by it. Like, why would you not go to someone's wedding who is like a you're close to or like a, a family member? Yeah. Like, is it worth it to miss that day in their life? Also, like, where do people get the audacity to tell someone else how to live their life? And if it doesn't meet your expectations, you're like, well, then I'm not going to be a part of it. Yeah. You're threatening them. Yeah. Like, what if you never saw the dress? Like, what if you just showed up to your sister's wedding and the dress was a surprise? Would you leave? Yeah. Would you walk out? Also, what if anyone asked, oh, why did you get a new dress? Like, let's say OP actually did this and she got a different dress and anyone was like, oh, well, why did you get a different dress? And she said, oh, because my stepsister felt insecure with me looking pretty on my wedding day. Imagine saying that sentence out loud. Like, that is so embarrassing for everyone involved because they're going to think you're a pushover, which you would be, mm-hmm. and they're going to think your stepsister is an insecure little bitch and your stepmom will meet all of her ridiculous expectations. Yes. And all of that stuff would be true. It's like, not that we should be making decisions based on what other people would think if they asked us about it, 
But like, what? I know for a fact if I went to my mom and I was like, can my sister not wear that dress and have her wear grandma's dress? Because I'm going to feel insecure. My mom would be like, are you kidding me? My right. mom would be like, she can do whatever she wants. <clears throat> it's the one day of your life for most people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the one day where you get to look the best out of like your best and the best yeah. out of everyone. Yeah. No one's going to be looking at B. She doesn't have to worry about how she looks or even like how she looks next to the bride because it's just expected that you will not look as good as the bride. Yeah. And you're not supposed yeah. to want to look as good or better than the bride. Yeah. It's just expected. Why is she like, oh, you can't wear that dress because I'm going to feel insecure. No one's looking at you. Yeah. Let your sister wear what she wants. It's her one day she gets to wear this dress. I remember wedding dress shopping with my older sister and she wasn't sure what kind of silhouette to go with. And I was like, this is like your one chance to wear like a bigger dress if that's your vibe. Like you can't ever really wear like, I mean, you can, but most people wouldn't wear like a poofier dress to other formal events. So I was like, just go for it. And she ended up I'm not saying it was because of me, but she ended up wearing like a beautiful, yeah. like big, like captivating dress. It was oh like God, it was sparkly gorgeous. lace, yeah. like, and yeah, it, she was the prettiest girl in the room. Like, yeah, as she should. Yes, be. exactly. Yeah. You deserve that on your wedding day. And how was B able to convince Kim that this was a good I idea know. or that this was acceptable? This was probably a pattern in their life. Yeah. Maybe Kim's just like too overprotective of B and B is too, I don't know, needy and insecure. Yeah. I don't know. That is so wild to me. If my stepsister said that to me, I'd be like, okay, don't come. Right. You're ridiculous. Like someone needs to or she needs to realize like how crazy she sounds. That's what I was going to say. The minute that this conversation happens out loud or over text or whatever, you should just realize how wild this is. Yeah. And I'm shocked that it was like continued on. Yeah. As long and as far as it went. I'm shocked it got past B and Kim. Yes. Like, how did it make it a step further? Like, yes. as soon as B said this to her mom, the mom should have been like, I'm so sorry. Like, she has her dress and you need to figure it out on your own. Yes. Like, we're not going to tell her how to live her life. We're not going to force her to wear a frumpy old gown. Not to say that the grandma's dress was ugly, but the Mm -hmm. way that OP described it, it was not as beautiful in her mind as this new gown. Mm -hmm. We're just going to expect her to wear a dress that she thinks is ugly. And why? So that her stepsister can feel better about herself. Like, let's be real. Like, is that how she goes through life? Like, telling people they can't do stuff because she will feel insecure? Such a good point. Like, yeah. does she go to work and tell her coworkers not to do stuff? Exactly. Because she'll feel insecure. Yeah. Like, every does she day. say to her friends? What if it was her friend getting married, not her sister? She'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> Would you ask, oh, can you wear my grandma's dress? Or can you wear your grandma's dress? Like, hell no. Wild. That's crazy. And it seems like Kim at first was on the side of the bride like looking beautiful because she was the one who wanted to pay for a new dress and went shopping with her and saw her in like her first choice dress and she paid for it and and the extra like custom embellishments and everything yeah and then all of a sudden just flipped the switch and she's like no you should wear this dress now yeah kim has something going on too because she already gave her a specific amount of money so she's let's say she gave her a thousand dollars she gave her a thousand dollars she already bought the dress it's done it's paid for and then she's like, I'll now give you $2,000 for you to wear my mom's dress. So now she is spending $3,000 to make B feel better about herself and to make her stepdaughter look unflattering or whatever mm-hmm. on her wedding day. That's mm-hmm. worth $3,000 to you. And it could have been more than that. 
Yeah. Like if she gave her 2000 now she's spending $6,000 to get her daughter to wear a frumpy dress. Like that's really worth that much money. Right. That's crazy. And then when your daughter's like, no, I'm going to wear the dress that I picked out. She's like, okay, well, give me the money back. I wouldn't give the money back either. That's a Mm -mm. gift. That's long gone. They're so entitled. Yeah. And if it creates family drama, that's their fault, not yours. So I wouldn't even care. I'd be like, if you're going to be a child, be a child. Like, I don't care. Like, this is over a dress. Yeah. I feel like OP has to remain, like, unbothered by this because if she gives into it, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's only going to spiral and get worse. Mm -hmm. That's wild. And not the dad gaslighting her and saying that it's a small part of the day that she can change. The dress is not a small part of the day for most girls. No. For some, it may be. For most, it's not. It's the only thing, I would say it is the only detail that every single guest is going to notice mm-hmm. and make an opinion on. Uh-huh. Because there's flowers. Many people don't even notice flowers. Right. There could be a guest book. Half the people don't even see it. Like, the mm-hmm. dress that the bride is wearing is the number one thing that every single guest and staff that's working at the wedding mm-hmm. is going to notice. It's going to be in every single picture. Mm-hmm. And then also, when your wedding day is over, the only thing you have that remains is photos and video from your day. Mm-hmm. And what is the main focus of every single photo and video? You and what mm-hmm. you're wearing. Yeah. That's like a huge yes. part of it. Yeah. Definitely. That is insane. Yeah. The dad is gaslighting her. <laughs> wow. The top comment was not the asshole, but hide that dress and hide it well. And someone else said, and call the dress shop and password protect it. Actually, (gasps) password protect everything and instruct any request for changes are to go through OP prior to being implemented or set in stone. Doesn't matter if it's a big or small event, there will always be something that could potentially be sabotaged. That is such a good point that I wouldn't have even thought of. (gasps) Me neither. Because if they care that much, like let's say Kim gave OP $1,000. She thinks that making OP wear this frumpy old dress is worth $3,000. Calling a shop and being like, oh, cancel the order. Like, that's way cheaper than $3,000. So, like, or she would definitely do something like that. Picking up the dress yeah. and ruining it in some yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, so crazy that, like, monetarily we can see how much Kim is willing to spend on getting OP to not wear this dress. Mm-hmm. So, like, if she's willing to spend that much money and, like, wedding dresses aren't cheap. And if there's still hundreds of dollars left over from what Kim originally gave OP, like, that had to be a lot of money and so it's worth triple that to her yes to get op to not wear it now and it's like calling up a shop that's free Mm -hmm. so like it's way easier for them to sabotage this Mm -hmm. dress wow that is an amazing that is such a good idea and i would not have thought of that no me neither oh my god crazy i feel like that's something you only think of from a bad experience yeah like whoever commented that must have had to do it so true yeah yeah that's wild oh my god people are so entitled yeah wait this is gonna slowly turn into a weddings episode (laughs) just because everyone gets so entitled when it comes to weddings yeah am i the asshole for not wanting to change my first dance song because of my stepsister's association with it pretty much what the title says so i'm going to keep it quick We've chosen our first dance song. My stepsister is not happy at all because she and her ex-husband also had this at their wedding, and she said she has a lot of memories with this particular song. She asked if I could change it. I told her I get it, but this is what we want, and I don't want to change it. 
She said she understood, but she's been acting different around me, and I could tell she was mad and upset. Most people who know about this don't think I'm doing anything wrong, but I had my sister and one of my friends tell me I'm being selfish and not understanding here. Am I the asshole? And then there was a small edit to say, A few months after they got married, he was in a wreck. He thankfully survived, but has a very severe TBI, among other things. He lives in a specialized nursing home. They did get divorced, but my sister still goes on about how she loves him and visits him occasionally. He doesn't remember who she is most of the time, but my sister said that she apparently sang this song to him, and he looks like he remembers her, in her words. And the song is Come What May from the movie Moulin Rouge. My sister sees it as their song. She and her ex first met at the movies when they both went to watch it. Then, apparently, the restaurant they went to for their first date was also playing it, so they took it as a sign. And as I said, they also played it at their wedding. She also sings it to him sometimes now. I think it's a really nice song, and I'd like to play it, too. I don't want to have to change it. Ooh. Holy shit. Okay. My opinion changed Same. after the edit. Same. Oops. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. So, at first, I was going to say not the asshole. If, like, a song reminds you of an ex, just, you know, suck it up for the three minutes or whatever that they're dancing. Yeah. Because I've been to weddings where they've played their first dance song, and I'm like, eh, I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm not, like... Yeah. That's the most energy that I put towards that. I continue eating my food or whatever, you know, like, (laughs) it's just whatever. Maybe I do have a bad memory associated with a song or maybe I just like don't like the song, but it's like kind of whatever to me. I can't imagine getting that worked up over someone else's first dance. Yeah. But it has a lot of emotion tied to it. Like, yeah, I, (laughs) wow, I feel like if I was the sister and I was watching someone at their wedding dance to that as their first dance I'd probably cry a lot (laughs) I would be so upset yes I think circumstances would be different if the sister had a normal relationship where everything Mm -hmm. was fine and maybe they just weren't compatible or like she cheated on him and then they got divorced or like whatever I think this situation is so different yes like she experienced an immense amount of trauma, something that no one deserves in life. Mm-hmm. And it seems that this song is more than just their first dance song. Yes. And it's yes. also not a song. I mean, I've never seen Moulin Rouge, but I could see if the first dance song was like, what's a really common first dance song? Like, I can't help falling in love with you. Yeah. If it was that, it's like, okay, you don't own that song. Like, every other person dances to that song at their wedding. It's, like, a beautiful classic. Like, okay. This seems like a very niche song. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it, to be honest. No, me neither. Yeah. And I wonder how Opie learned about it. Like, did she learn about it because... From her sister. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) because they danced to it. Who knows? I guess we don't know that. But I think that no song would mean more to me than helping my sister who just experienced this insane amount of trauma and grief Mm -hmm. and her life will never be the same. And the one thing that she has that still connects her to her husband is this song. I don't think any song would mean more to me than that. No. Because at first I was like, okay, she'll probably feel some like anger and resentment listening to that song. Yeah. If it was her ex and hers first dance. Yeah. That was my initial thought. Right. But now that it's explained, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be... Like, it's just a lot more than, like, a song with an ex. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. I think OP is either lying to themselves or, like, just severely missing something. Yes. 
Because if you're not missing something, it's like, how do you not realize that this is more than just a song to them? And if you do realize that, which you probably do, considering all the details that you included in your edit, you have to be lying to yourself to not acknowledge that this is more than just a song to her. I know. Like, let's be freaking for real and be for real with yourself, too. Yes. Crazy. I'm I'm just saying, like, how do I want to say this? So, like, my sister's accident. Yeah. My sister was in a bad accident. We talked about it in the last episode that I was on just, like, briefly. But it was bad. And it was, like, months of recovery. And she was in the hospital for a while. And, like, the tiniest thing will just send me right back to that time in my life when, like, she was in the hospital and stuff. Like, the smallest little things, like, just, it's just crazy how strong, like, the memories and emotions can become. Yeah, the trauma. Yes. And I just cannot imagine that, because that song, I would, it's, like, stronger than any little, like, trigger that I've ever experienced, I'm sure. Like, I just can't imagine, like, being at a wedding and sitting through that and watching some, like, my sister have her first dance with everything tied to that song in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the fact that your sister came to you and asked you this favor. And I know that just because someone asks us a favor, like, doesn't mean we have to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you genuinely care about someone, it's okay to do favors for the people that you love. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you owe them something. It doesn't mean that they expect you to act a certain way or mm-hmm. that they're expecting you to say yes. But it's okay to do favors for people that we love. Right. Like, that doesn't mean that they're entitled or whatever. Right. Some people definitely are entitled. I feel like this is more than just a favor. Yes. But I don't know. That That's, like, crazy. Yeah. I cannot imagine disregarding my sister's trauma to that extent for a song. Mm-mm. A song that to me is just like, oh, it's our first dance song. Yeah. And to her, it's literally the only thing that connects her with her husband yeah. who experienced a TBI and will never be the same. Yeah. Doesn't remember her. Yeah. Except when she maybe sings the song. Yeah. Oof. And like last thing about this is like they said they heard it they watched the movie together they heard it at a restaurant like Mm -hmm. does the sister like op does she have this strong connection to the song as well that's what i'm wondering like i feel like she would have included that right and it's like to her it's probably just a song that she likes yes it's like are you okay (laughs) like let's actually think yeah i feel like so many of these stories that we read are just like you know you're allowed to do things for others Like, you know, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And we can all do things for the people that we love. Right. And like the that's even true in the last story, like for B, B, who would have been insecure because her sister looks better for her. It's like, yeah, that's something you should do. Mm -hmm. You should let your sister wear the dress that she wants to wear and you should shut your mouth because it's one day. And that's just what the nice thing is to Mm -hmm. do. Like, why are we so like entitled? Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah, we're telling you now. It's okay. Yeah. To be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Think of others. Exactly. Am I the asshole for telling my husband's parents to stop telling people that my name is Catherine and for embarrassing them in front of friends? My name is Rin. Just Rin, not Catherine. But ever since my in-laws have met me, they have gotten the idea that my actual name is Catherine and Rin is just a nickname. I have asked them to introduce me or tell people it's my name, but they always go back to it. 
My husband and I took a small break from them when it continued, and they apologized and seemed to be doing better. Then for my mother-in-law's birthday, we were invited to celebrate with them, and a couple of her friends came up to me and asked if I was Catherine. They said mother-in-law talked all about me. I decided to get a little bit jokey instead of annoyed and played up on it, saying mother-in-law is so forgetful and that I was so sorry she told them the wrong name that I'll need to write my name on everything she owns so they don't forget. Her friends found it funny, but told her it was weird that she gave them the wrong name. She and father-in-law came up to me close to the end of the party, and I told them to stop telling people my name is Catherine and they need to accept that my name isn't up to them. They claim I was rude and that it was awful for me to try to embarrass them in front of their friends by joking with my mother-in-law's friends. My husband told them they should have listened, but they are saying I took it too far, and maybe I did. Am I the asshole? No. No. <laughs> what? No. Wait. Absolutely not. What did she say? Hold on. They need to accept that my name isn't up to them. <laughs> that like <laughs> That's just so wild. <laughs> I feel like they're so immature. Yeah. And like I feel like sometimes in sto- in these stories, people do things that they know are wrong just to get a reaction out of other people. Even if they don't know it, like even if it's just their subconscious. Yeah. Like, I just feel like the in-laws, they don't forget her name. They know what her name is. I was going to ask, do we think that they're genuinely forgetful? No. Do we think that they don't like her? I think that either they don't like her or maybe subconsciously something about their relationship maybe the parents are unhappy with or maybe they have like some sort of internalized resentment towards Rin and maybe it's even subconscious and their subconscious (laughs) is making them do it I don't know but there's no way that they're this forgetful what a strange thing to do to someone it's even weirder because her name is Rin one syllable four letters the in-laws are making it Catherine like three syllables many more letters They are overcomplicating it. So I feel like that just proves that they're the ones making it complicated. Yeah. Like you're choosing that. Let's be so for real. You are choosing this. You don't forget your daughter-in-law's name that many times. Oh, she's a daughter-in-law. They're married. Yeah, because it's her in-laws. Yeah, husband's parents. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought this, that they were like dating and I wasn't sure how long they had been together, but... No, they're okay. married. What? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are lying to someone. The in-laws. The in-laws are lying to someone, whether they're lying to themselves and they're like, oh, we just always forget her name because you have some kind of subconscious internalized resentment towards her or you're lying to her and you're telling her, oh, we just always forget because on a conscious level, you don't like her and you want to make everything harder and you want to embarrass her in front of other people and just right. tell people the wrong name. Just like, that's so childish. Come but it on. like, I mean, it did. I was going to say, wouldn't this be more embarrassing for them? And it yes. ended up being more embarrassing for them in the end. Yeah. But like, how do you not think of that? Like, that is so awkward and embarrassing that you don't know your own daughter-in-law's name. And you're like yeah. spreading around to your friends and family that like you don't know her name. Like, that just makes you seem dumb. Dumb. Unfair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they think that if people don't know her name, it's like she's not important enough that we or like know not her part name. of the family. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, oh, we just always forget her name. Like if you genuinely cared about this person, you wouldn't forget their name or you wouldn't claim to forget their name. 
So I feel like they're trying to just make it seem like they don't care about her or she's not important enough for them to remember her name. And therefore, if other people get her name wrong, it's going to rub off on other people. Like the in-laws probably think that if everyone forgets Rin's name, like they're all going to just assume that it's not important enough. Yeah, and not important enough to learn. Right. And like she'll spend the rest of her life correcting people, maybe. Yeah, like what's the just goal? Such a weird move. Such a weird like, move. Like I just feel like there's so many things you could go after or attack for, on other people or yeah. like there's so many ways to make them feel how you want them to feel if you don't like them. Yeah. This is just so random and strange. I'm just I Yeah. I'm like just more confused than anything. It's so <laughs> confusing. Yeah. I had a situation that reminds me of this. So my name's Kelly, but it's spelled weird. And people always spell it wrong, like, my whole life. But it doesn't really annoy me because I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But when I was in grade school, (laughs) there was this one staff member at the school who handled... It wasn't a teacher. She handled all the, like, church things. And it was a Catholic school, Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of church things (laughs) that would, like, tie into school activities, whatever. So she would spell my name wrong, and my mom would email her and be like, Hi, my daughter's name is K-E-L-E-E. It's spelled wrong in like the bulletin or like Mm -hmm. whatever. And she would be like, oh, okay, I'll fix it next time. Every single time we had a school event and there was like a little booklet that was like, and the fourth grade class, like, and everyone's names, the fifth grade class, like every year, every single event, my name would be spelled wrong. It would say K-E-L-L-Y. And we got to the point where my mom was like, this woman is doing it on purpose because I'm registered in the school yes. with my actual name and the correct spelling. And when you go in and like copy and paste the class roster mm-hmm. into the booklet for this like church ceremony or whatever it is, you would have to change the spelling yes. or you would be like looking at the list and typing the name. So you're looking at how it's spelled. And there were other people in my class that had interesting names. Like, I was not the only one that didn't have this, like, standard American name. Yes. Like, why? And I just feel like maybe she didn't like my mom or maybe she didn't like that my mom stood up for me. Like, kept correcting her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, is she going after a third grader? Yes. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And then my mom was like, this is so ridiculous. Because also it's like, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Right. But if it was my daughter, I would do the same thing my mom did. I would stand up for her and be like, why are you treating her like this? Like, it's just rude at this point to show this little girl that the spelling of her name doesn't matter. Right. Like, it does matter. It's your name. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, all Mm -hmm. this and for what? And it got to the point where we were in eighth grade and it was eighth grade graduation. This was going to be the last, like, booklet Mm -hmm. that we were going to have from this school. Pretty sure that was, like, the first time that it was spelled right. I don't know if my mom contacted her, like, beforehand, but it just happened so many times that I was, like, prepared for it to be wrong in the graduation thing, which is, like, the only thing you keep and, like, put into, like, the box of memories or whatever. But I was like, wow, took took how many years for this woman to give me my correct name? Like, I just don't get the name thing. Like, why is that how people take out their, like, anger or resentment on people? I don't know. I really think it's because in their mind, they're like, 
you are not important enough for me to remember your name. Yeah. And that's like the message. Yeah. But that's so messed up. I've had that happen to me too because I spell my name T-R-I-C-I-A and a lot of people switch it to T-R-I-S-H-A. Yeah. And it it doesn't bother me, but it is it is tough having like an alternative spelling to a name. Like I feel like a lot of like Haley, Katie, like those, there's so many different spellings. Um, So it's just like, for me, I've always been kind of like whatever about it. It is kind of annoying because my name's Patricia and I really just took off the PA and left it the same. Yeah. So I feel like people are complicating it more than it needs to be. Yes. (laughs) But when I first started at my job, we like write all the nurses' names up on a board and we write our like patient assignments, like the room numbers next to our names. And my name was spelled either it was written Patricia or it was written T-R-I-S-H-A. Either one, it just wasn't like correct for me personally. Yeah. And I think I said like, oh, either I don't go by Patricia, I go by Trisha, or I had said it's I spell it differently but I was like but it's fine like whatever I don't care and someone's like no no no, that's important like that's your name like you have to get it right like make sure everyone knows it like you know like you're important and you know I don't know it's just like nice that I forget who it was one of my coworkers maybe but someone said like no like like you matter and your name matters and like it should be spelled correctly on the board like don't just like let it go it's important yeah that's so sweet yeah that they did that yeah it was nice yeah actually Mm -hmm. one of my friends just told me a story about a guy he was friends with who was asian i'm not sure where he was from but he had an asian name Mm -hmm. that was two words and i don't remember what the what the actual name was but my friend said that this new friend of his was like oh my name is blank like he said his true birth given name and he's like but that's kind of complicated so you can just call me jack or like john or he gave some like really like standard american name and he's like it's just easier if you call me jack and my friend's like i'm not gonna call you jack like unless you want me to but like i will call you by your name like your birth given name and i love that he said that but i feel so bad that this friend of his was like oh my name is this but that's complicated so call me this other random name yeah that is so sad like no we should be calling people their birth given name and spelling it correctly yes and not and obviously it's like if you mispronounce someone's name by accident or misspell it by accident of course, people make mistakes, but like these people are purposely doing these things yeah, in certain situations. To be disrespectful. Yeah, like there's no reason for that. It's mm-hmm. so rude. Yeah. Ugh. Annoying. <laughs> Rin. Catherine. Rin. Yeah, we're gonna call you Rin. Yeah, that's a cool name. I like that. That is a very cool name. I've never heard that before. I've never heard that either. Rin. Oh my gosh. Here's another name one. Trigger warning. This story mentions birth trauma. Am I the asshole for telling my brother-in-law and sister-in-law that I don't like their baby name? Backstory, my husband and I had a full-term stillbirth back in 2014. We were obviously devastated. We had just gotten the room ready for her to come home and had our bags packed. We named her Delaney, parentheses Laney. We post on social media at least twice a year. We had therapy in order to cope with the loss. We were numb for many months following. The families knew how bad it was for us. This year, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law were pregnant with their third baby. Normally, they share the names they are considering, but didn't this time. I didn't really think much of it. I mean, we all have busy lives. Well, we all found out her name from a social media post. It's Lane. L-A-Y-N-E. My husband and I were a little shocked, but we thought we would first say congrats and then ask what the nickname would be. They responded, Laney. 
We stated that it was really close to what we named our baby we lost. Super chill, not rude or confrontational. And the wife got ticked and ended up blocking us on social media over it. My brother-in-law said they aren't the same name, so he doesn't understand why we are upset. They knew her name. They knew her nickname and what we called her. I just don't understand how they don't hear how similar Delaney, Laney, and Lane, Laney are. People are so entitled! And just dumb. This is literally the same situation as the wedding song one. Yes, that's what I was going to say too. Equally as traumatic. Yes. How can you like a name that much? There's so many names out there. So many. There's so many. I follow this girl on TikTok who does baby name consultations. (gasps) I love her. M. Doodles. M. Doodles, yes. At first, her eyes like I remember when I like first started seeing her stuff. I'm like, what the heck? But like, I love all of her suggestions. She's so clever. Yes. Yeah, I want to work with so her. They're so cool. I know. And people will be like, oh, now people are getting like consultations for baby names. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. But I'm like, no, but it's very smart because she looks at your whole like vibe and personality yeah. and your values and like family tree and all, and she like comes up with these like beautiful name suggestions. Yeah. So I'm like, I think it makes sense. But yeah. it it shows how many names you could choose yeah. that could be meaningful to you or, you know, like fit within your family and your sibling names and everything. Like, yeah, that's so wild and crazy. That is so crazy. This, I feel like, is similar. We read a story months ago about a dad who had a oh, daughter yes. and then they were naming he was having another baby yeah, and they Lily. were naming her. Yes, yes. It was like Liliana and Lily yes. or something like that. And she was like, you're naming her my same name. And the dad's like, it's a different name. Yes. And it's like, you're getting defensive because you know you're wrong. Right. And I feel like it's the same thing with this. It's like, oh, now the sister-in-law blocked them when they asked the question. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're getting annoyed because you know you're wrong. Yes. You're trying to yep. hide it because you know you're wrong. Yep. You're you didn't blocking tell them, them. Yeah, like you didn't you tell them prior it. to the daughter being born. Right. Because you knew it wouldn't, it would be a problem. Yeah, exactly. People you knew what you were so doing. Crazy. Even though you don't yeah. know, admit it. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, who are you lying to? You're yes. lying to yourself or are you lying to your sister-in-law? Yes. Be freaking for real. The whole like blocking thing, it's like you just don't want to face it. Yes. Face them, face the truth. Like, so you just don't want to do it. So true. You know what you did. Ugh, they're such assholes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's so selfish to literally name your daughter the same name. Like, that's ridiculous. Wait, that just made me think of something else. Yesterday, actually, on TikTok, someone else popped up, and it was another baby name consultation girl and i guess she she must be like newer to this i guess this is a thing now yeah but she started a series it was like i can't use this name anymore oh and i it was so cool because she's like yeah that always happens where like you really like a name but it was like the name of your like high school classmate who bullied you (laughs) bullied you or yeah (laughs) or just like slightly ruined for some reason you just can't use a name totally and she's like so here's like the name and here's a, not even a similar name, but just like the same vibe, same aesthetic. And it was so cool. I'm like, this is That's great amazing. because there are a lot of names that are like commonly used. They're just like tired or, you know, like it gets yeah. ruined somehow. So, but you still want to have that same t- kind yeah. of name. Yeah, it was really cool. I feel like they're either inconsiderate and they just didn't even, it didn't even cross their mind that they shouldn't use this name or... They knew they shouldn't use it and they didn't care, which I think is the case. Yeah. But 
even if that was like their dream to have a daughter named that, like they probably should have come to you beforehand and been like, I know this is maybe hard to hear, but it's always been my dream to have my daughter with this name. And I wanted to warn you so it's not jarring when you see her name on social media or whatever. Like it has nothing to do with your daughter. Like we obviously still care about you, like something like that. Mm But they're just inconsiderate and immature and they Yeah, suck. they could have even said something like, I don't, we're doing this kind of like in her memory because it's yeah. a similar name and like, then it yeah. would be like very meaningful for both families. I wonder if that's true though. I was thinking that too. Yeah. And I'm like, but if they said that to the sister-in-law, like, would it be And a it was lie? a lie. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. They just suck. Yeah. Ew. I hate it. <laughs> Ew. Okay, let's do one more and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. This one's another sister-in-law drama. Mm. I heard my sister-in-law bad-mouthing me and told my brother about it. I don't know what to make of his reaction. What offset this drama is that I had a real leather sofa sitting around the house that wasn't going to fit in the basement, so I offered it to my brother Jake. He said no, and I ended up donating it. Okay. Very simple situation. Yep. (laughs) Makes sense. When I was over at Jake's house for dinner last Sunday, I overheard my sister-in-law talking about me to someone over the phone. She was telling them about how I had the gall to tell Jake to take the sofa away without thinking about how he's supposed to move it or how it would fit into their tiny house or how it'd be a money-losing business just so I can get rid of it in peace. She said I'd take their house as a garbage disposal bin and would always rub it in Jake's face, that I make significantly more than him, that I'm a narcissist and a neat freak, and that if she was the one who made the kind of money I make, she'd never let her siblings live in poverty. Shame on me and a bunch of other things. Anyway, I stayed calm at the time, said goodbye to Jake, and went my way. After thinking about it, I decided to see where he stands with this. So I called him and asked whether he told his wife about the sofa. He said, why? Did you hear something? And I was like, dude, just answer. He said, yeah, that he told her I wanted him to take the sofa and he refused to take it. I then said, listen, I heard her bad-mouthing me to someone over the phone the other day and it's not cool. I was about to tell him what I overheard when he interrupted me and said that he knows. She badmouths me to him, too. He said that he never told me anything because he didn't want any hard feelings between us. He said that she just doesn't like me and anything I would do would be criminal in her eyes. He told me not to take it to heart and that she's like that to almost everybody. Anyway, in the end, I told him, listen, just know I won't be going over to your house in the future if she's there. And he was cool with it. Now, why I'm here is because I don't know what to make of his reaction. He's my brother. I can't imagine he's been listening to this woman's bullshit and tolerating it for so long, nor how he would bring up me offering the sofa in conversation if he knows that she doesn't like me, right? What do you say? Yikes. I hate people like this. He's like, she just doesn't like you and anything you do or have done is criminal or whatever. Yeah. But don't take it to heart. Excuse me. (laughs) How is he not standing? Okay, what I want to know is like, why is the brother not standing up to the wife when she says this stuff about his sister? And also, when did it start? Because if it started when they were dating, I wouldn't marry someone that constantly talks shit on everyone, let alone my family members. And then if it started after they were married, I feel like he should have been standing up for her from day one. That's 
so toxic because it's like if the person you're dating is bad mouthing your loved ones then they're essentially pulling you away from them yeah that can be very dangerous in a relationship agreed i hate when people assume the worst of other people i feel like that's happened to me in friendships in the past like there were multiple situations where i was friends with this girl and like through the grapevine I heard her interpretation of multiple situations Mm -hmm. where I had good intentions or maybe I didn't have all of the information. Mm -hmm. And then she went and like told other friends like, oh, Kelly did this because of X, Y and Z. And I'm like, that's not true. Like she just assumed that. Yeah. And she assumed the worst of me. Right. When that was not true. And I just don't think I would do that to my friend. So I'm no longer friends with that person. Like if you did something, if you offered a couch to me, I wouldn't be like, oh, Trish is just trying to get rid of this couch and she (laughs) thinks that I should just have to come and take it. No, I would assume the best of you because I know you and I love you. And I would assume that you were offering me something to try to help me. Mm -hmm. And I would assume that of all of my friends. Right. And so why are people assuming the worst of their friends or of their family members, especially if they don't have a reason to? So like the brother's wife is assuming the worst of OP based on what? Like, it seems like it's based on nothing. Yes. Because Jake admits that she just just hates her for no reason. Yeah. And it's like, how can you live like that? And she does that for everyone, apparently. Yeah. Like, how can you live with a person where you can look at them and be like, I know that she just hates everyone and just talks shit on everyone, Mm -hmm. regardless of who they are. Like, why do you want to be with that person? Right. And why do you just let it go on? I know. And that's got to be, like, so frustrating. I mean, I've had... I've met people like that, too, where, like, you know they're saying something bad about you, but it's behind your back. Yeah. And it's just so frustrating that you can't explain yourself or defend yourself. Yeah. And it's even more frustrating when, like, a close friend or loved one is present and they don't defend you either. It's so, like, infuriating. And then it gets back to you, like, oh, so-and-so said this about you. And I'm like, okay, well, what did you say? Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. It's also frustrating that you would even have to defend yourself. Yes. Like the relationship that I was just talking about or the friendship, I should say, when I would hear these stories like through other friends, they'd be like, oh, this is what she said about that situation. And I would be like, what? Like, right. And I would be like, oh, I wish I was there so I could be like, no, this is actually what's true. And then I'm like, no, I shouldn't have to be there. Like my friends should be saying the best things about me and assuming the best of me even when I'm not there. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I have to like defend myself in Mm -hmm. order to look like a good person? To my friend. Yes. Like, that's not what a friend does. And then you're, like, walking on eggshells when you are with them because you don't know what... Yeah. What's going to be interpreted as evil from you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, like, if she thinks that you offering your brother a couch is you, like... Dumping on them. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, the simplest of things. Right. Like, imagine what story she's going to come up with when life gets more complicated, when Mm -hmm. there's kids involved, or when your family members are sick, or whatever. Like, this is a couch. Mm -hmm. This is an object. But, like, when it comes to more complicated things, like, I don't even want to be associated with someone like this. No. Yeah, that's tough. But at the end, OP's question was, now I don't know what to make of my brother's reaction. Mm -hmm. He's been tolerating her BS. Why would he bring up me offering the sofa in conversation if he knows that she doesn't like me, right? I kind of feel like, in a way, that question is doing what the wife 
is doing. Like, she's almost like, did my brother have bad intentions? Like, why would he do that? Uh, Let's assume the best of your brother if you trust him. And Mm -hmm. he has shown you through other situations that you can trust him and that he does make the right decisions and he does the right thing most of the time. Let's assume that he had good intentions. I feel like that question is now irrelevant. Right. So even if he had good intentions and you still didn't like the outcome, instead of being like, well, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Be like, oh, well, I'm sure you had good intentions in telling her she's your wife. You're just keeping your communication open and honest. But maybe in the future, you can just not bring up irrelevant things to her when it involves me or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, assume the best of him for that situation and just say, in the future, maybe let's just not even spend time thinking about the irrelevant situations like couches. Right. And see what he says to that. Yeah. Because I don't think he had bad intentions just, like, asking his wife, like, should we take this couch that my sister is offering us? I know. I love when people offer me stuff. Yeah. Me too. I I think it's very thoughtful, honestly. Yeah. And it's sustainable. (laughs) So sustainable. Yeah. I was going to say he sounds like he's just a little dumb. Yeah. I think so, too. (laughs) But I think assuming the best of him is, like, a better route to take where he just, like, had good intentions. I was thinking he just had no intentions. He just wasn't thinking. I think that's... (laughs) probably the most likely yeah he had no intentions but yeah definitely like in the future if you know she's gonna get mad at something don't bring it up to her yeah like she's your wife so you and you know she doesn't like me so just don't say anything about me exactly anymore yeah yeah i also think the wife is just insecure because if she's sitting there like and she makes more money than us and like Mm -hmm. she always rubs it in our faces and Mm -hmm. blah 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 it's like unless you actually are doing that like rubbing wealth in their faces like she is just insecure and she's trying to find a problem with anything yeah i know to call her a narcissist for offering them a couch is a little out there i know she is just looking for the worst in every situation and it's not someone that i would want to spend time with no and op said that she's not going to she's not going to go over their house yeah the wife is there so yeah i think that's a good move and and it was responsible of her to communicate that with her brother yeah just like i'm just putting it out there like i'm not going to come over instead of just like all of a sudden stopping that's a good point communication and stuff yeah and then have him being like what's going on here Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good good move yeah i'd say don't think too far into it because you did everything right up until thinking deeper about your Mm -hmm. brother's intentions yeah i think it's all good yeah just avoid the wife whenever possible, like yeah. you said you were going to. Mm-hmm. Ew, people suck. Ew, I hope this never happens in my future relationship with my in-laws. I know. So much drama. Scary. Yeah. People always say they don't like drama, but I feel like so many people like drama. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to protect my, my energy out here. Yeah. No, thanks. Protect your peace. Yeah. Well, I feel like we said so much. I know. Which is good. Yeah. I think I said all my thoughts. I think I did, too. (laughs) We're definitely going to think of more later. Yeah, definitely. Especially, like, listening back. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Or or that thought you forgot earlier. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's going to come back. I might have cut it out, but Mm -hmm. I was going on a tangent for, like, 10 minutes. And I'm like, and? And I had no idea where my train of thought was going. So that all might be cut out. It happens a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Sometimes I'm like, oh, can we just like pause the recording and listen to literally the last 30 seconds of our conversation? That's a good idea. 
Can you? I don't even know how the software works, but we might be know. able to. I'd be like scared. To Maybe stop that's the what we'll have. Yeah. Maybe we can yeah. test it out. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. So then we don't lose our train of thought. Yeah. It's still gonna happen. But I know. I know. Even <laughs> if we okay. heard the last thirty seconds, we'd still yeah. be like, okay, what? Where were you going <laughs> yeah. with that? Literally, what? And how did you get there? Yeah. <laughs> I always yeah. think that when listening back, because. The first time I listened through, I kind of just like half listen and take mm-hmm. out like if we repeated ourselves or like if somebody like sneezed or coughed or something. And I'll like randomly hear this one sentence and I'll be like, what was that? Yeah. To? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Trust the process. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully you guys like this episode. I hope you liked our tangents. Me and Trish are always on tangents. Always. We really are. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.